Shri Guri Vashna Guru Parampara ki jai. Shri Mahat Bhagavad Gita ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Continuing our discussion from chapter 12, Yoga of Devotion. In the last two verses we heard Krishna's description of the the path of his devotion in terms of generally how his devotees um, are engaged exclusively in his service. This is, of course, what Krishna calls for at the end of the Bhagavad Gita when he says, Sarvadharman pratyaja mami kam sharanam braja. Only me, hmm? he says, and uh, all others out. Away with all other dharmas, all other um, practices, all other ideas of sadhana and sadhya, of practice and attainment, focus exclusively on me, hmm? me alone, mami come, sharanam. And so this is the real essence of Bhagavad Gita, ananya bhakti. Krishna is seeking throughout this text to awaken faith in Ananya Bhakti, which is, enables us to tread the path. So he speaks about Atma, he speaks about himself, hmm? and uh, different types of sadhana, different types of sadhya, different varied systems, uh, uh, mixtures of bhakti with other processes and so forth, and what the goal would be. And... Um, <clears throat> As I say, ultimately, his conclusion is, and he emphasizes it throughout, Ananya Bhakti, exclusive devotion to me alone. Me alone here, uh, in the previous two verses, means not Brahman, which is uh, the question that Arjuna has asked. What's better, devotional service to you, or uh, worshipping the unmanifest, impersonal Brahman? Hmm? No, he says here, having spoken about virtues of devotion, and in contrast, the path and the trouble that's taken along it for those who pursue the um, identification with Brahman. Now he's concluding this section, or in our last discussion he concluded this section, coming back to the uh, path of Ananya Bhakti. And he speaks in this verse very affectionately to Arjuna. I mentioned this the other night in brief, and it's notable that he doesn't speak that way when he speaks about the Ganes and their path. There's no uh, 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 feeling. He has no feeling for that path, if you will. Mm-hmm. But for his devotees, he has much feeling. So he addresses Arjun very intimately and tells him that, by contrast to a path that's very difficult, arduous, long, troublesome, this path is very swift. Indeed, why even call it a path? Hmm? I come and deliver the, them, hmm? my devotees. There's no path in the sense. I, I, I deliver them. Hmm? He, the emphasis again is not that um, bhakti is not ascending, it's descending. Hmm? Um, very point we've heard many times, but an extremely important point. Hmm? We should, and I've explained this by way of many times saying we should endeavor in such a way as to get grace. So we have endeavor and we have grace. Our endeavor is to get grace. So even in the context of our endeavor, you see, it's descending. Hmm? 
So we're not relying upon our resources, limited as they are. <clears throat> we're relying on the perfect method, being Bhagawan into our lives. Hmm? And so, this is the easy path, he says. I come and personally deliver such uh, devotees. And now he wants to uh, speak a little bit more about that path in three verses. Then he will speak a fourth verse about those who can't tread that path. He wants to speak about the path in three verses first, in two verses about internal bhakti, in one verse about external bhakti, and in the fourth verse about that which is not bhakti that he spoke about and emphasized in the first six chapters, nishkam karma yoga, that if done properly, and that means to say the fruits are offered to Bhagawan. It can um, uh, lead to bhakti. It's not a cause of bhakti, but hmm, um, you got to start somewhere. Something like that is the idea. So, uh, in effect, uh, the idea is that he summarizes here hmm, all that he said thus far in the first six chapters and the second six chapters. In, in these verses, by way of, in terms of the path that's being delineated throughout, or the many paths that are being discussed. Um, so here says, Mai eva mana adhatswa mai buddhim niveshaya. Nivaishasi mai eva atta udvam nasangshaya. So two things are mentioned here. First of all, Mai eva mana. Hmm? One should keep one's mind always fixed on me. So, he starts at the high end here, and he gradually goes down. If you can't do that, then do this. If you can't do that, then do this. If you can't do that, then do this. Like I say, you have to start somewhere. But he starts at the top. Hmm? And he speaks of, of ongoing, constant remembrance of him. Hmm? And of the support for that as well, fixing the mind always in me, that is very deep, smarnam, druvanu smriti, and mai buddhim nibeshaya. The implication here is that such fixation of the mind hmm, is readily accomplished or assisted, I should say, by the exercise of the buddhi of absorbing the intelligence in him. And the way, of course, that we can absorb the intelligence in Krishna is to study the sacred texts. So I've often said that if you want to... Uh, sometimes the devotees ask, how do I concentrate my mind? I'm chanting. It's going here and there in different places. I've sometimes emphasized... You study the scripture. Well, wait a minute, that's a different thing. But you study the scripture very carefully. With you, you employ your intelligence in this way. Hmm? Then it will be difficult for the mind to go in another direction. Hmm? Intelligence is, is in, in a sense, superior to the mind. So if you fortify the intelligence hmm, by studying the sacred texts and the arguments therein, Things will come up in the mind to go elsewhere to think otherwise, but you'll know better. 
at the same time. This uh, study of the scripture is something like uh, taking medicine in an effort to control the mind. When when you're diseased, you take medicine. It doesn't doesn't seem to work at first. But you keep taking it. It, 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 It works. It will help to bring the mind around. I said earlier, I think maybe I mentioned the other day, and I mentioned on other occasions, the ten offenses to chanting the name. Hmm? If you study the scriptures, you can't make the ten offenses. But you, you could, but you would be you would know you were doing it. Hmm? You would know you were in error. Hmm? A lot of times the idea of articulating and speaking about the offenses is so that you know them so that you won't you won't you won't do them. Hmm? Without proper study of the scripture, then with proper scripture, study of the scripture, you know, well, Krishna's name is different than Durga's name and so forth. You don't think they're equal. So this is just one example. So the Sambandha Gyan, acquiring that with one's intellect, this is what, after all, what the Bhagavatam says, nasta prayeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavata seva. Study this, the argument. This is theology. This is revelation. Studying it, understanding the implications of it, the ramifications in different time and circumstance and so forth. That is what is called uh, in a, in a, in a theology. To reason, that is to say, this is the function of intellect, to reason about what the implications of revelation are, what it's saying, what, what is the far-reaching implications, how it may apply in one place, and uh, in one way, in another place, in another way, and so on and so forth. This is uh, the proper use of intelligence, and it's very consuming. Hmm? It's, a, it's a very big um, and thoughtful argument uh, that has been handed down and expanded upon through the lineage, through the parampara over time. So we have volumes of, of books on it, so on and so forth. Hmm? Excuse me. So here, this is recommended. That uh, these are two internal functions: function of the mind, remembering Krishna; function of intelligence to reason about the scriptural argument and its significance. He says that, of course, it's not easy easy to do. Everyone doesn't have that aptitude necessarily, that that ability. And uh, it also, it, but it's also what is implied here is that someone who can fix the mind on Krishna. Hmm? which is the first thing he's arguing for, these two divisions, mind and intellect, his intellect will will have the uh, uh, proper understanding hmm, of the sacred text. In other words, uh, he'll know, she'll know what is the Siddhanta. So he says the result of this type of mental absorption, hmm, this is the, the... High-end idea. This is, in a, in a sense, this is uh, with with asakti and bhava. Hmm? The mind is absorbed. Hmm? Intelligence was impl- was applied in ruchi and nista, nista, and also in ruchi. Hmm? Desires come in the stage of ruchi for serving the Lord, and and there. They're contemplated with intellect, the implications of them, and so forth. In asakti, the intellect is fading more. In nishti, it's more prominent. Ruchi, it's also prominent. In asakti, it's fading to the background. The heart is completely 
coming out. So this may be likened to a description of asakti and bhava on the one hand, mai, eva, mana, adhatsva, and nishta, and more so, really, ruchi here, when he says mai buddhim nishevaya, the application of intellect. Uh, another way of thinking about what's being said here from the Gaudiya Sampradaya is the idea of, of Svabhishta Bhavamayi in Rag Bhakti. The central idea is to is to have the, the mind absorbed in a particular sentiment for Krishna. Hmm? And then there will be sadhana that corresponds with that. That will be the that will be then the, such such preoccupation will be the how you say the the um, the operative cause and the uh, instrumental cause the practice which will come in the next verse here that um, practice of, will be the the um, ingredient cause and these two will come together hmm? the practice will become in, in one with what's being described here in due course which we're getting ahead of ourselves going to the next verse but mind absorbed in Krishna and hmm, intelligence as well and the implication as I say is intelligence absorbed will will be um, uh, is important in terms of mind becoming absorbed. And what is the result? He says, such persons who do that, they will reside with me hmm? intimately. They will reside close to me. They will live close to me. He doesn't say they will become me. They will become one with me. They will be absorbed in me, hmm? as might be the case with Brahman. They won't become Brahman, but become absorbed in Brahman, hmm? one with Brahman. But here it says, they will become close to me. Hmm? They'll reside close to me in intimacy. This is not about love and majesty here, neither about uh, Brahman realization. The topic has been bhakti as opposed to Brahman, or Bhagwan uh, uh, as one's ideal as opposed to Brahman. But we may, you may remember that when we began our discussion, we spoke at length about the, about the difference between rag bhakti and vaidhi bhakti. Hmm. So this is also coming out here. He wants to bring out what is the highest idea of devotion. Hmm. That is rag bhakti. This is what he implies here in two, in two ways. One, with the mind absorbed, and two, living close to me. Hmm. Yes, you could be samipya in Vaikuntha, an attendant of Bhagwan Narayan hmm? live on the same planet, but it's not getting. It's not what's meant by getting close to him. Hmm? And when we look at uh, love and intimacy in Golok, hmm? this is this is what is what he's speaking about here. On the one hand, and two, the other hand is of course the, the emphasis on smarnam. This is this is mai eva mana adhatsva. This is an emphasis on smarnam. That is very um, relevant, central to Bodhi Vaishnavism. Hmm? In due course, as our eligibility to tread the path of Ragmar given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu develops, 
Hmm? Then, and largely as a result of, a natural result of the main practice, the central practice given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is Nam Sankirtan. Hmm? Uh, Bhaktisiddhanta put it in a nice way in his prayer, Vaishnav K, when he said, Kirtana Prabhavi, Smarana Svabhavi. By the power of Kirtan, Smarana hmm? Svabhavi, uh, a natural meditation on one's nature, one's prospect spiritually, hmm? will arise. Hmm? So the emphasis here is on this kind of bhakti. This is not the same. We don't find the same emphasis in Vaidhi Bhakti hmm? of this type of internal smaranam hmm? that uh, fosters a suitable form for uh, living close to Bhagwan, it's not that smaranam is not there in in Vaidhi Bhakti, but it's necessary in Rag Bhakti. Hmm? Now, some people in recent times have looked at this necessity and said, "Hey, we better get going on this. This is necessary. Hmm? This internal smaranam, this is necessary. And if we're not doing it, then." We're missing out, so we better get going on it. Hmm? And and so, who would you like to follow in the Braj Lila? Hmm? Make your pick and get going on this, because this is part of the... If you're not doing this, you're not doing Raghunuga Bhakti. Hmm? Seva, se, what is it? Seva, sadhana... Hmm, Seva sadaka rupena siddhurupena chatrahi. Hmm? There are two forms in rag bhakti that are important the external body of the sadaka, of the practitioner, and the internal siddharupa. And you have to do service in both of them. So if you're not doing service in your internal sarup, uh, siddha, hmm, deha, then the argument is you're not doing rag bhakti, better get going. Hmm? on that. Hmm? So, what would you like to, you know, how would you like to serve Krishna? Take take your pick and and, and go for it. Something like that. This is not what, is, what the Acharyas have taught. Hmm? No. Hmm? The idea that it's a choice is there to some extent. But as we said earlier, this whole chapter is emphasizing that bhakti is a descending process. Don't think that everything is descending except for this. What is my swarup? And I'll ascend and just pick and choose from my present conditioned status how I would like to serve. What kind, how, what kind of choice will that be? What, 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 what is our capacity to understand that? Hmm? What that is? Hmm? In my mind, I might like to be this, that, or the other thing. So I think, well, I'll be that for Krishna. Um, but no. It's true that you have to do this in Rag Bhakti. So people say, you, you, again, you better get going. You're not, how many years have you been doing? You're not doing this. 
better get going on this. Uh, but it, it, it's not something that that it's some the addict, addict something for which the adhikar for which the eligibility for which is descending, as it is for every other aspect of the path. Hmm? Now you've got a sadaka deha. Hmm? I've given you a sadaka deha. Gurudev says, "Have you used it properly? Hmm? You want a siddha deha? Have you used your sadaka deha?" Have you absorbed your sadaka deha? Hmm? Why shall I give you a siddha deha? Hmm? You haven't used what I've already given you. A sadaka deha, something like that. Well, then they may say, well, if you give me my siddha deha, I'll be better able to use my sadaka deha. Huh. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, there's, plenty, <laughs> there's plenty of scope for engaging the, the, the sadaka deha fully. The result of which will be, of course, that the Siddha Day arises naturally. Mm-hmm. And in the context of sadhana, in Ruchi, again, desires start to come mm-hmm. for attaining the Lord in a particular way, in a friendly relationship, Sorida mm-hmm. Vilas, and so forth. Three desires have been uh, mentioned by uh, Sri uh, Jiva Gosami mm-hmm. in relation to the the, I want to say, is that verse? Mm. Yeah. Sudasatpa visheshatma prema suryamsu samyabhak. What is the next line? Ruchi bis chittamashrinya. In regard to the ruchi of bhava, hmm, he speaks about three desires. Hmm. So when ruchi comes before bhava has come, hmm, these three desires start to come. Hmm. For attaining the Lord, for serving Him and affectionately and so forth. Then in asakti and bhava, they, they manifest that more fully. So this is not an ordinary... This is in sadhana bhakti, but it's the higher stages of sadhana bhakti. Hmm. And so a desire comes, but it, it's descending hmm, in a purified heart. Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundaram. He has no desire for the world. He has, she has only desire for bhakti. Hmm? Getting taste from bhakti. Hmm? So then, the, the yeah, with that, the object of bhakti starts to be refined. Hmm? It's very practical. Hmm? When you have a taste for bhakti, then the object of bhakti will start to be refined. The difference between ruchi and asakti is. The, the, the measure to which the object of bhakti is in focus. In asakti, the object of bhakti is, is, is more in focus. Hmm? A taste for bhakti is also there, hmm? and a taste for the object of bhakti. Same in ruchi, but the balance is different. Hmm? There, there, in it, that there is there, the, the, the focus on the object of bhakti is not as clear, but it's starting to be refined by the very taste. Just think about it. When you start to like a thing, hmm, then you find out more about it, very naturally. Hmm? If I'm telling you that you should do something, um, like I said, I, should, I say, son, you should learn the piano. Hmm? 
take piano lessons. Oh, you know, you're doing it because I told you. But at a certain point, if you start to like it, hmm, then by by the liking, you find out more about it, hmm, more readily, more easily, naturally. Hmm. Um, so, a taste for a thing enables us to understand the thing that much. A taste for bhakti starts to bring into focus the object of bhakti in a particular way that corresponds with these descending desires that appear as if they're my own choice. But remember, the whole thing, the whole opportunity is descending to us. It's coming by the grace of Guru and Krishna. It's not something we fought for and challenged for, just picked out. Hey, I think I'd like to be that and serve Krishna. In this way, and you have to look, what are the windows of opportunity that come through our parampara, hmm? so on and so forth. And you could think about it a little bit earlier, if you're intelligent and you study the scriptures and so forth, and have a good idea where where you're going, that's good. But in Ruchi, even if without that, if you can attain Ruchi, then it's, it's just starts to, to arise. So it, this is the point in which Ruchi and Asakti, this Siddharupena, hmm? Service in the Siddharupa starts to take some shape. In Bhava, it's, it, this is the this is then what Bhava is all about. It's not an anishta bhajana kriya that you can do uh, Siddharupena chatrahi. You you you're trying to do sadaka, uh, serve in your sadaka deha, and you're having trouble with that. So you're having trouble engaging your senses. In, in hearing about Krishna only, speaking about Krishna, using uh, your your mind and so forth to think about your your. your. So, as you, in in Ruchi, this sadaka day has engaged. This is the difference. He doesn't if he doesn't have any desire for the world, then his senses are not in contact with the world. For sense indulgence, they're in contact only mama janmani janmaishvari bhavatad bhakti only for bhakti. Hmm? So this is this is why this is what bhakti Siddhanta was talking about. First, deserve, then desire, longing, and desiring hmm, has its place. Some desire is always going to be there to attain Krishna and so forth, but with regard to specifics and so forth, first surrender. <laughs> Then and, and understand something about the likeness between yourself and Bhagwan. What it means to be a unit of consciousness. What, what, as I said before, many things we do, we're not even doing. It's just a function of our brain. It's just the modes of nature hmm? functioning. Hmm? What does the Gita say? Prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvasa vimudatma. Of course, we're not the brain. That's the good thing. But to separate ourselves from the brain and all of its functions, you'd be surprised. You did a little neuroscience or something, all the things that go on that are just your brain that aren't you, that you've identified as you. It's just the modes of nature. So some separation from all this gives us some acquaintance with the possibilities of spiritual life. and So it's a gradual um, rag bhakti. Hmm? Yes, you have to do this lila smarnam. Hmm? But 
if you try to do this when you're not qualified, that'll, that may be counterproductive. Bhaktivinotakura is given a caution in this, this regard. Hmm? So the emphasis, therefore, is, uh, and, and we'll see this as we go on in the progression here. He's going from the high end. He's going, if you can't do that. So he's saying, if you can't do this, hmm? so maybe you can't. Then he gives you something else to do. And if you still can't do that, then do... So, it, it implies levels of eligibility within the path, within the practice. So that, yes, I want to be a rag bhakta and follow this high ideal of the Bhagavad the Gita of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Okay, good. Good start. Now, what will you do at this point? They will qualify you more hmm, to incorporate all the things that the path um, include. Hmm. You cannot incorporate them all at once at the beginning. Hmm. This is the idea. Hmm. So that smarnam is mentioned here. This is central to Raghunuga Bhakti. Still, kirtan is more important, hmm. and it is the it is the uh, the, the the dharma of the of, of the yuga, and so on. It is what was a the path, the, the the method that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu emphasized entirely, and Bhakti Siddhanta said it very nicely when he said Kirtana Prabhavi Smarana Svabhave. And also, interestingly enough, I mentioned here about employing the intellect in Krishna's service. He gave a dynamic idea also of Kirtan, the power of Kirtan that would cause the mind to be absorbed. And he, in in, in what he what he what he what he what he what his idea was is that you try to explain. What is Gaudiya Vaishnavism to to people? Hmm? That requires using your intelligence and absorbing the intelligence. And this kind of absorption of the intelligence, what did I say earlier? That will foster remembrance of Krishna. Kirtana Prabhavi, Smarana Svabhavi. So it can be Kirtan, hmm? or it can be the extended idea of Kirtan, of trying to do Kirtan. Glorify Krishna hmm? and speak Mahima, gl- the glories of Krishna. Explain to Sambandha Gyan the, 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 the knowledge that is relative to bhakti, to others, and so forth. It's, it's a difficult task to do it in a way. I mean, anybody can go and say, uh, say something and think they preach, but to do it effectively hmm? and actually communicate with people and get them to resonate with what you're saying, understand some of those ideas. Um, that's not just. I memorized a few verses and regurgitated them, or something like. You have to do mananam, and, and that's what this this means here. Mayibudhi Mananam means contemplation of the meaning over and over and over again. Contemplating what is the implication, what is the meaning. Then nidhyasana can come. That means this mananam, this this fixation of the mind. So he's put these two together. You see how Bhakti Siddhanta has, has, has talked about the same thing. Hmm? If you're going to try to... Uh, and, and, and the idea also was to try to communicate Krishna consciousness to educated people. It's also the idea. Hmm? Not that you just go pick out the dumbest people out there you know, who need a free meal. And, uh, and so you give them a free meal and say, how'd you like to shave your head? <laughs> we'll give you a bed too. <laughs> You know, they just get up four in the morning, you know, we'll feed you like this again. I mean, this is not the idea <laughs> that he had. Hmm? Hmm. Right? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> to contemplate the implications of the sacred text and, 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 and think of them in the time in which you live and try to communicate them meaningfully so they can actually, you know, person can get a handle on what's being talked about. Get some, so this is, this mononym is required. Hmm? And this will foster this, uh, this kind of smarnam. Hmm? So this is what he's talking about here. He's talking about rag bhakti with this emphasis as he begins on smarnam. Smarnam is part of Bhadi bhakti too. It's one of the limbs of bhakti, Bhadi bhakti. I mean, Bhadi bhakti with a view to enter Vaikuntha. But you don't have to do smarnam to enter into Vaikuntha. You can do kirtan, you can do padasevanam, and you're a nice devotee and death comes and you go to Vaikuntha. It's possible. It's kind of like go to heaven, something like that. Huh? Time of death can be very powerful. Bhagavan can be merciful. Hmm? Vaikuntha is easy to go to. Hmm? Wow. Easy. Hmm? There's all kinds of people there. Some don't, don't even see Bhagavan Narayan. They're just doing meditation, Astanga Yoga. That's difficult, but they mix it with bhakti. Hmm? They get there. Hmm? Others just do chanting. They just do sharanagati. Hmm? Hmm. Animals have gone there. Right? right? There are examples in the sacred texts. Animals have done arti, you know, accidentally and gone there. Surupsita bhakti is this Navalakshan bhakti is very powerful. Hmm? And you can go to Vaikuntha. But, but this spanam, hmm, as given in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this is not an option. This is something, this part of the sadhana. That is why, upon attaining bhava, hmm, the devotees are given a given karma. Hmm? They're given the good karma of other people <laughs> so that they can stay in the world hmm, and cultivate prem, this kind of prem. And still, you see the rarity of it. Even upon attaining the prem, then they have to take birth in the Krishna Leela and further refine and so forth. So this is a very special thing what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give. So this is very much part of the sanana, unlike Vaidhi Bhakti. But it's the part that comes later. Work now, what do we say, samadhi later? And we find it in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We did Nam Kirtan. Everywhere he preached widely, he converted people uh, and so forth. Important people. I mean, he, you know, they were big people in society. That you know, he sent Nityananda Bosk also to convert the the uh, the uneducated people and so forth on all sides. But uh, but after his preaching, he retired and he became his public life ended. Hmm? He was there with Rup Sarup, Namada Sarup, and Rai Ramananda and so forth. Uh, he has shown this. Hmm. Hmm. So everything in time. Hmm. And eligibility is very important, as Bhagavatam says. Bhakti Manotakura has described his exciting 11th canto of Bhagavatam that real beauty is to know know your eligibility. Hmm. If you don't know, if, if you don't, if you, if you, if you, uh, there, there's, there's, there's proper etiquette. Hmm. We pay our obeisances to our Guru Dev. If he wants to embrace us, that's another thing. Hmm? If he wants to embrace his disciple, he can, but the disciple is, has a different relationship. He pays respect. Hmm? So not knowing this, this is unbecoming. Hmm? It's a common sense thing. Just what is the etiquette? 
And what is one's eligibility? So when we don't know that, then it becomes uh, it's, it's unbecoming. And we may damage ourselves in, 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 in our pursuit of progress. This is the emphasis of Bhakti you know, with regard to this particular issue. It's not something that can't be talked about, that we talk about many times, what the goal is, what the opportunities are, and so on and so forth. But the extent to which they've come, come within us in a prominent way and are part of our life and are fostering a natural meditation and absorption, that you have to honestly assess. Hmm? And if not, then there are other things to do. And by doing those things, so so in this way, he says, uh, yeah, that he, that's his emphasis on smaranam. Hmm? And the result is, one will live with me, and he says this, this, he speaks in the imperative here, he says, and there will be no doubt about it. Hmm? So he wants to make very clear, he, this is a question, which path is higher? Hmm? Here, of course, uh, he's really arguing overtly about which path is higher, going to Brahman, hmm? uh, Gyanmarg, or Bhakti Marg. Hmm? And within that, all kinds of bhakti have been described here. Hmm? Bhakti and majesty, bhakti and intimacy, bhakti mixed with yoga, bhakti mixed with gyan, bhakti mixed with karma, ishkam karma, all these things. He's coming to the conclusion of this section. He says, Ananya bhakti, ananya yogena, ananya naiva yogena. Exclusive bhakti, again, sarvadhanat prachacha, ma may come, this kind of bhakti, only me. And to use the follow the bhav of Sridhar Maharaj in Braj hmm? as he had a feeling for the text Mamekam Sharanam Braj Braj means go or come to me yeah. and he said but when we hear the word it means Braj hmm. that place hmm? their word may mean so many things but the common thought that it brings to mind when you hear it that's the most important meaning. Hmm? <laughs> this is so. He heard it. He made such a nice interpretation. Krishna said the word "braj." Said, "Come to me in the in the braj," and then he couldn't speak anymore. The Gita was over. Hmm? He's fainting himself to think, "This is what I've taught." Hmm? As I've opened the doors to the, so. Yes, and this is what it means to live close to him. Hmm? And he said. This, this have no doubt. So we've been discussing. You know, there's two paths here. Have no doubt. This is the best path. And you, by this, you'll live with me. You'll be you'll be successful. And the implication is also, you may not be successful on the other path. He said, yes, in time you'll be successful. But we found in our discussion that there are four types of jnanis, and two of them are not successful. Hmm? All devotees will be successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a fact. that's what he's saying here. All of the devotees would be successful. Hmm? They'll reach a certain point where I cannot resist them. I will come and I have to come before them hmm? and 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 and, and uh, minister to their their separation. Hmm? Their practice will reach a point of separation uh, that, I, that uh, I have to come. That's why I bring my Leela once in the day of Brahma for those sadhakas. Hmm? 
Yes. So a question about the Sahajiya class in relationship to what you spoke in this evening. The Sahajiya's heart may be in the right place, but his guidance is insufficient. So what is the what's the result of such uh, poorly guided spiritual pursuit? Although there is a tinge of devotion there, the tinge is not properly nurtured under, a, under good guidance. Good intention. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Smrushuti, smriti, puranadi, pancharatri, kibirim, binai, kontiki, harayar, bhakti, utpatyaivakulpate. What is better, a thief or a counterfeiter? A thief is better than a counterfeiter. Most insidious. Hmm? This is the idea. We don't have a lot of sympathy for that. Uh, uh, Rupa Goswami says, if the bhakti is not according to the Shruti Smriti Puranadi, Shruti Smriti, Shruti means Gopal Tapnipanashad. Smriti means Hari Bhakti Vilas. Hmm? Shruti Smriti Puranadi. Purana means Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Unless you interpret this verse this way, you cannot apply it fully. If you want to say it refers to Shruti, the Smriti, like the Dharma Shastras, the, this Purana, that Purana, be disturbed Mr. Bhakti, you know, and we don't care about so many of those things. We have our own smriti, our Gaudi smriti. Hmm? We, you understand? Hmm? There's two ways to apply that verse. Hmm? One is in a very, in, in one way we we, say we don't care for these these other texts. In another way we say, oh, no, we care for them. They are these texts. Shruti is Gopal Tapani, Ishopanishad, Gopal Tapani, these Vaishnav, Nishringa Tapani, Ram Tapani. Hmm? For us in particular, Gopal Tapani, Ishopanishad. Hmm. What pur- Shruti Smriti versus Shruti Smriti Puranadi Pancharatriki Nard Pancharatri Vidimbina. Hmm. If one's bhakti hmm, is not accor- in accordance with all these sacred texts, not properly guided or informed, as you're you're saying, Shruti Smriti Puranadi Pancharatriki Vidimbina Aikantiki Harayar Bhakti Utpatyaivakopate. This is just a disturbance to the society. Hmm. This just gets in the way. Hmm? It looks like devotion, but in some ways, hmm? but just like it, 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 uh, Rupa Goswami was also thinking of Buddha when he wrote, when he quoted that verse in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. It's not his verse; it comes from maybe Padma Purana. But thinking of the Buddha, there is this group that does Buddha worship. What are they called? Some type of. Um, Devotional Buddhist sect. Mahayana? No. It's pure Land Buddhism. Right. Hmm? They worship the Amitabha Buddha. And if you hear that, they chant his name. And just by chanting his name, you can be delivered. It sounds just like right out of Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's the Buddha. Amitabha Buddha. Um, but, of course, the Buddhists... They sh- in that sect they show this devotion, but they are against the Shruti, Smriti, Puranas, and all that. They reject them. This, he's saying this is a disturbance to the devotional society, the school of the, the people who are practicing bhakti. This is not bhakti. Hmm? 
but there, there's obviously, as I'm saying, other ways in which this can be applied. Hmm? So we're applying it in this way. Bhakti should be in accordance with Gopal Tapani. Hmm? And uh, this is the Shruti, the Smriti. We have our own Smriti, Hari Bhakti Bilas. Hmm? And that, as understood through our Guru Parampara, at more time and circumstance, Shruti Smriti Purana. What is our Purana? Srimad Bhagavatam. So if it's not right according to Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm? Pancharatra means Nard Pancharatra, these type of Pancharatra literatures that we draw our mantras from, procedures from, and so forth. So it has to be uh, um, in accordance with that. I've said many times, there's a canvas on which the art of Krishna Leela is drawn. Don't think you're going to draw it without the canvas. Hmm? No. So, you can't be sentimental. And that's the problem. What did Prabhupada say? Sentiment without philosophy, that is only fanaticism. Hmm? May look like bhakti. So, and of course, you use the word sahajya. Bhakti Siddhanta used it very broadly. He meant to take cheaply hmm, these high ideals, hmm, really, and try to enter the Brajlila with your with your shoes on or something like that. That's the kind of way I've spoken about it. In the beginning, mm-hmm. saying that you have to know where you stand. Yeah, yeah. Practice, but somebody may think they stand somewhere in the practice, but really they're standing on quicksand. So many may think they're, yeah, they're further along than they are, and that's not very becoming. Hmm? And that's, uh, they don't call their progress by doing that. Hmm? And the next thing you know, and then we see it happen, even in today's world, they start re- reasoning that uh, bhakti has a lot more to do with the body, with the body than what you would think. Hmm? talking about Madhuri Rasa. Hmm? It has a lot more to do with the body than what you would think. And the, the human heart, love for one another, and intimacy, and uh, this is the whole Sahaja thing. <laughs> we see it happening in, 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 in today's world. Somebody writes, if you're not living with a woman, how can you understand Madhuri Rasa? Ask Rupa Goswami, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jiva Goswami. <laughs> In other words, it has you know. Your wife, because then you can't understand. No, you can't. It has to be a concubine, a, 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 you know, a, a paramour lover. Otherwise, how you understand? You laugh, but very highly educated people have been doing practice for decades. Write these things. Hmm? So, <laughs> you're not going to get too far with that hmm? in terms of what um, what our Goswamis are teaching, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Hmm? What else? Yes. Prophet says, Kama Yoga is action in Krishna consciousness. But at the beginning you were saying Nishkama. Nishkam Karma Yoga. Mm-hmm. So that, that's different. Because you said that's kind of like the beginning. You got to start somewhere, right? Nishkam Karma Yoga is that you, you, you engage. Classically, it means you engage in the uh, karmic or dharmic duties of Varnashram, mm-hmm. hmm? and the 
without attachment to the results. And indeed, you could give the results, offer the results to Krishna, which would be the best form of that. And in the context of um, such uh, detached uh, participation in the Varnashram, there, there are some things that are done that are also bhakti. Hmm? Just happen to be stuck in there. Hmm? So they can eventually uh, come to bhakti, but it's not bhakti proper. Hmm? Bhakti is, you see, the difference between Nishkam Karma Yoga in one sense and bhakti is, in Nishkam Karma Yoga, first of all, you do the karma of Varnashram. Hmm? In bhakti, you don't. Hmm? Bhakti is sarvadharman pratyaja mamikam sarvapraja. It's not to do with varnashram. You might do varnashram by way of setting an example for others who don't have adhikar for bhakti. Hmm? But you're not bound by it. Your bhakti is not dependent upon it. Hmm? It has nothing to do with your path of bhakti. It may be socially the right thing to do given the circumstances you're you're in. That people will appreciate you; otherwise, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. So you might observe it, hmm? but without any thinking that without doing this, my bhakti will not be effective, or that by by doing this, my bhakti will be enhanced. It won't. It's a different path, the varnashram. Hmm? So, um, uh, so, uh, and, and then in Ishkam Karma Yoga you do certain things and then you offer the results to Krishna. And in bhakti, we don't do that. We offer ourself to Krishna. In other words, you don't do things and offer them to Krishna. You offer yourself to Krishna. It's a big difference. That's why I said, offer yourself to Krishna and eat any damn thing, we said the other night. And because if you do that, whatever will be offered to you will become prasadam. Hmm? Because you're completely offered to Krishna, you're already give, you're, you, you've given yourself to Krishna entirely. So anybody gives anything to you, hmm? they're giving it to Krishna. It becomes prasad. You can't you can't imitate that, but therefore you should offer and so forth. But this is the idea. You understand? So this is the distinction between karma yoga and, and bhakti yoga. Some. Uh, you know, Prabhupada wanted us to refine all these understandings as we go on in time. Mm. And, and yet, I mean, that's what I've seen, yeah. especially through your preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tended to paint with a broad brush, thing, and, and it was very successful for good reason. All right, so we stop there. Srimad Bhagavad Gita. Gita. Yeah, yeah. Gita.